Friday, July 31st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. And the Tribe is in first place in the AL Central, up a half a game on the Minnesota Twins after Shane Bieber comes through with just pretty much an all-around amazing performance. 13 strikeouts in his second outing of the season. Ties the major league record for strikeouts in his first two games of a, of a campaign. Uh, it was Carl Spooner, I believe, he, he tied from the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1954 with 27 strikeouts. That's the most in Major League history through two games, Paul. Have, have you seen Shane Bieber any better than he is right now? No, Joe. He is, uh, he is dominant right now. He is, he is just ahead of, the, ahead of the pack. I mean, 27 strikeouts, 14 innings. He hasn't allowed a run. And he's only walked, what, one guy? One guy, and then I believe one, seven hits. Seven hits in the yeah, seven hits. I mean, he just. Uh, I mean, this is exactly what the Indians needed. Uh, he's set the tone for not only this series but for the start of the season, and every starter has followed suit. And uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to see. And now the the question is, will this season get played to its completion or not? Right. We we just got word that. Uh, St. Louis had positive tests, and they've postponed their game in Minnesota uh, this evening, probably their whole weekend series, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee, uh, this this weekend. So probably that will lead to some sort of postponement there. Uh, but you're right, that is a concern. It would figure that the Indians get uh, this amazing run by their starters, 5-0 and over the first seven games for their starting rotation. And, you know, everything is lining up. Shane Bieber looks like the Cy Young winner right now. And, you know, they're going to have to shut down the season because of this virus. Uh, just getting back to Bieber and his performance, he's faced 50 batters, Hoinsey, in, in, in two games in 14 innings. He's faced 50 batters. He struck out 27 of them. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and even when he gets in trouble, Joe, I mean, in the sixth inning last night, you know, uh, Byron Buxton and, and Max Kepler hit, hit consecutive singles with one out. But then he strikes out Josh Donaldson in a great, a great at bat. You know, strike, he has him swinging in the dirt uh, on a three-two uh, breaking ball, and then retires Polanco to get out of the jam. And that was really kind of Minnesota's only threat. And mm -hmm. and then you, it just uh, he is locked in, and and it's great to see that. And it's just great to see how the the other starters have just kind of you know followed his lead. All right, here's what Shane Bieber had to say post-game. And, and, and really, he was asked if he feels like he can throw all of his pitches at any time, his, his entire arsenal. And, and really, he said he feels comfortable with it. And, and that's what we heard from Sandy Leone, the catcher, last night. So this is what Shane Bieber had to say in his post-game remarks. And just, just listen to how confident he feels and, and how, how that comes across and everything he's saying. Um, I feel like as a collective group, this one's a lot sweeter. Um, we know how important the series is and uh, coming out there and, and doing what we did tonight kind of set the tone for the rest of the series. So, you know, the, the plan is to continue that um, in all facets of the game, get ahead early and, and uh, you know, hopefully shut them down. So uh, I feel like the clubhouse is definitely hopping as, as much as it can with all the, the protocols and everything right now. Um, and, and we're enjoying it. Keep him off balance. We, you know, see him a ton, seen him a ton last year, and we're going to see him quite a bit this year. So uh, you can go out there with a game plan. Um, 
and, and you stick with it as long as possible. I feel like uh, me and Sandy were on the same page from, from the get and we were able to make adjustments um, pretty early on. And that's what it's about when you're pitching in the division and um, you know teams that have seen you quite a bit and can make adjustments quick and you, you gotta make your, your adjustments quicker. So uh, gotta commend him on a phenomenal job tonight. Uh, not just like physically behind the plate with all the blocks and picks and, and everything, but um, you know, every pitch he was calling, we were, we were on the same page from the get, like I said. Jane, did it feel like, or does it feel like overall just, you can throw any pitch in any count right now? Like I think about, you had a few that you had a 3-2 count and buried a curveball in the dirt, but they were still chasing. Um, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say it feels like that because eh, next thing you know, you bury one and it's ball four and you do that a couple times in a row and there's a couple runners on. But uh, we had them set up to be able to do that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I was I was 100% trying to bury those pitches in the dirt um, or as, as much as I did, but we were fortunate enough to have them set up to be able to uh, you know, maybe have them guessing and swinging at those pitches. So um, I definitely feel confident with all my pitches right now and, and being able to throw them where I want to throw them and, and getting the right action on them. And uh, that's kind of what we what I've been seeing. Uh, probably not ever. Um, I could try and rack my brain, but I've never been that much of a punch out pitcher, especially coming up through the minors. I was like my my book, the book on me, you know, pitch to contact, this and that. And, uh, made some adjustments over the past couple of years and, and started to see more swing and miss. And, um, I think Cookie said it the other day, we like to strike guys out. So that's kind of uh, what we're going for. Obviously, we're trying to put up zeros and, and get the W first and foremost. But uh, if you can get some some strikeouts while you're at it, that's always fun too. Shane, how big did you think uh, the strikeout of Donaldson was in, in, uh, in the sixth inning there with two on? Yeah, that was huge. Um, that was one of those pitches where I, I wasn't trying to bury it as much as I did, but fortunately we had him set up and, and maybe had him guessing a little bit and uh, got him to fish a little bit. So that was <clears throat> that was huge. Um, I, I wasn't the sharpest in the sixth inning. I took advantage of some, some mistakes um, and was able to come up with that strike out there. And then I leaked a fastball over to Polanco, unfortunately hit it to center. And, Oscar uh, tracked it down. So um, the results of that inning were good, but you know, there's definitely a few things that you can kind of look at and point out to critique. All right. So uh, there you have it through. If they gave out Cy Young's after two starts, Shane Bieber would have it locked up right now. Uh, but he, he's going to get what? Maybe if, if things don't go sideways with the virus, he's, he's probably going to get 10 more starts, maybe, maybe yeah. nine, 10 more starts. Uh, so if they look anything like the first two, and it's not like he was doing doing that against the Little Sisters of the Poor either. That was Minnesota's lineup that he just went through like a buzzsaw. Yeah, 13 strikeouts, three hits, eight innings, um, just uh, a dominant performance. And they really, they never had a chance, Joe. They just, right. they just didn't have a chance. And that's the Bomba squad. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the best <laughs> inning, one of the best hitting teams in baseball. 307 home runs, and they added Josh Donaldson, and they managed three hits against Shane Bieber. Uh, looking forward to seeing if Mike Cle uh, Mike Clevenger can continue that role uh, tonight. Which you know, you know, it it, it could be. It, hopefully, you get good Clev and not bad Clev uh, uh, this evening as as things go on. Uh, the other story that that came out of that, uh, James Karinchak with his first major league save. 
Brad Hand having pitched on consecutive or not consecutive days, but yeah, consecutive yeah, consecutive days. days. So uh, they they gave him the night off, and James Karinchak came in, six pitches, six strikes out of the uh, out of the game, and and done first career save. Uh, Karinchak, when he is hitting the strike zone, he is really tough to beat. Yeah, you know, great a great inning. Uh, he goes three straight breaking balls to to Kepler. He gets him out. Then, uh, you know, gets Donaldson on a, like a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, fouls out, great catch by uh, Cesar Hernandez along the uh, – in front of the grandstand, and, and then pops up uh, Nelson, uh, pops up uh, Polanco on another 96-mile-an-hour fastball. It was like, bang, you know, just bang, six pitches, and, and you're gone. It wasn't like that drip, drip, drip you see some, some closers torture you with. Right. Well, you know, it was – James Karinchak goes out there. He, he he has a tendency sometimes to get a little amped up, but this inning was over before any of that could ever take, you know, settle in. He was just in, out, and done, and it, it looked like you would hope that maybe this is the start of something for this kid uh, as, as he can maybe work his way into a, a role in the back end of that bullpen. I think so, Joe, and, and it's, it uh, presents uh, Terry Francona with an interesting dilemma. Now you've got – the team has saved four games in, in their first seven games, two by hand, one by Hill, one by Karinchek. So you're, I don't know what, what's going to develop out of this, but is, is, there, is there a closer by committee in, in, in the tribe's future in, in this thing? I, I, and I hate that. I, I, I don't like it. I, I think it's a, it's, it just kind of really unsettles a bullpen. But, uh, you know, you've got you, – at least he's created some options now because the hand we've seen, it still doesn't look right. Right. He, he's, not, uh, he's not the Brad hand of, you know, April, May, and June of last season. Uh, he's, he's something different right now. Maybe he gets back to that, that point, but, but who knows. Uh, and, you know, they, Francona has the history of doing this with Cody Allen, you know, Young Cody Allen comes up and he gets put into that role. Maybe, maybe you just stick Karinchak back there and, and you know take the good with the bad. Uh, all right, let's hear from James Karinchak and what he had to say about his first major league save. Uh, I mean, he's he's something special, man. I mean, that's uh, I believe he'll be a Cy Young pitcher one day, and every time he goes out there, I mean, that's honestly what I expect him to do. He's just he's so nasty, commands everything. I mean, just makes every hitter uncomfortable. How impressive has this run been that the rotation's been on for the first seven games? Yeah, I mean, our starters are doing just an exceptional job. I mean, they're giving us the ball late, and uh, I mean, I think the bullpen's doing a pretty decent job too. But I mean, the starters are just honestly on another level. I mean, I, six of seven, seven straight, six inning stars. Yeah. yeah you don't hear that too often in the beginning of the season. How does it feel just to get your first save, James? It's a dream come true, man. This hasn't really set in yet, but it's a dream come true. Is it nice to just have a, especially with that lineup, such a, a quick, efficient inning? Uh, yeah, it was nice to get the zone early. And uh, Sandy made some great calls and uh, executed some pitches and got out. And just, it's just starting pitches in the right spot. Repeat my, uh, repeat my delivery and uh, execute. All right, short and sweet and to the point. That's James Karinchak. Uh, you know, he was 
sort of uh, overwhelmed by the moment maybe afterwards, but definitely not during it. So uh, we'll look forward to see if he can, you know, bounce back. Now the next test is maybe pitching on consecutive days and, and seeing how, how his stuff plays out then. So we'll, we'll see, and, and, and that's a possibility. He'll definitely be back out there on the mound at some point over this weekend. Yeah, this was the good wild thing that we saw last <laughs> night. I, I love that he's got 99 like Ricky Vaughn. And, and yeah, but, but he didn't pick that music. That, that, that yeah, music know, that's choice kind of was a, picked for him. I, like a I franchise know. created. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We, I, we really don't know what, what's, what's ticking in James, James Karinchek's head. Well, before he deleted his, uh, his social media accounts, uh, we, we kind of got a window into what that was. And, Maybe we don't want to peel back the uh, the layers of the <laughs> onion on that. Uh, might might not uh, you know be the right time for that in this country. As as but he's got the black up. glasses, you know the the black horn. He does. Glasses. All he needs is the skull and crossbones in the middle. Yeah. Right? Or he's like Clark Kent. You know, he's like Superman. <laughs> he, he actually looks like Clark Kent. That's that that's the scary thing. Uh, speaking of Superman, and speaking of the guy who can he can do it all. Francisco Lindor uh, providing the offense for the Indians on Thursday night with a two-run home run off his countryman, uh, fellow Puerto Rican uh, Jose Barrios. And up until that point, 26 career at-bats, uh, 27 career at-bats against Barrios. And Lindor had struck out something like six times and never hit a home run off of Barrios. But uh, this time he got him, and he was, he was real happy about that. Here's what Francisco Lindor had to say about Shane Bieber, his performance, and then uh, – and then finally getting one off of uh, uh, Jose Barrios. Francisco, how important is it to, to win the first game of this series? Extremely um, important. Um, we came out um, playing very aggressive, and Beaver did outstanding once again. Uh, this game is very, very important, like you said. Frankie, what's it like watching Beaver whenever he gets into a groove like that? It's fun. It's fun, and I try to sit at shortstop and call pitches from my view. And sometimes I'm thinking as a hitter, I'm like, oh, okay, if he throws this pitch right here, um, I'm taking it. And then he throws a completely different pitch, and it's like, boom. You know, it, it's fun to watch him. It's fun to watch the whole, uh, whole entire staff. They're probably one of the best ones out there. To make your job boring at all? You never get any action? It's just strikeout after strikeout? No, 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 no. It's not boring. Um, I've been blessed to play behind a great pitching staff over the past five years. I remember one year we had four guys with 200 strikeouts. Uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, as long as we win, I'm extremely happy. Frankie, from the vantage point you have, what's it like watching uh, James Karinchek stuff? And what'd you think of his save in the ninth? I love his energy. I love his energy. Um, sometimes it seems like it's, it's not the right time, but people around the league will get to know how that's how he is. And uh, I love the energy he's got and electric stuff. I got to face him uh, during summer camp. And it wasn't that fun. You faced Bieber during the summer camp. Just what, if you're a hitter facing him, like what, is there any strategy or game plan that might work? Yeah, but I won't, I won't help the other teams. So good luck figuring out. <laughs> yeah, there's a way. There's good luck. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't fun.
fun hitting him in um something like that. Uh, you know, it's fever. Can't say much. Frankie, that's your first career home run against uh, Barrios, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a good pitch I, and put a good swing on the baseball. Um, wasn't trying to hit a home run. I was just trying to stay with my approach and do something to help the team. Um, just so happy it went out. Hats off to him. He, he, he pitched a good game. It was that one pitch that I got to. Strikeouts is gotta get me. <laughs> but glad I'm in that list. So Frankie uh, knows how to get the job done against Bieber. There, he says there's a formula, there's a way to get to Bieber. There's a strategy, but he's not going to share it because he doesn't want his, you know, he doesn't want the opposition to to pick up on it. Yeah, I love that. I love that uh, that kind of back and forth between those two. And you know, Joe, I'm, I, you know. How is how is Lindor playing shortstop, Gold Glove shortstop, wearing a mask? And the only time I think was he he, he didn't hit with the mask on, but no. every t every other time he's got the mask on. You know what? Even even playing defense, it, it looks. And the other guy that the hits with it on was is uh, Cesar Hernandez. Cesar Hernandez leaves his mask on, and they're wearing those like hood style masks too. <laughs> to, they to look like up. you're sticking up a bank or something. Well, the other night when when Lindor threw out Salvador Perez with that really uh, really nice backhanded play uh, deep in the hole at shortstop, um, he was wearing a mask that hooked behind his ears, and I think he he switches it up from from time to time. But you know, I asked uh, I asked him and I asked Clevenger about wearing a mask and will, you know, Francisco Lindor, it's his smile. That's what comes through. You know, that, that, that's how you can tell he's having the most fun out there. And, and the joy of baseball is, is the way that he smiles from ear to ear all the time. Uh, Clevenger said, you know, he's still going to be Frankie. He's still going to have the biggest mouth out on the field. You'll be able to hear it through the mask. So uh, I'm sure that uh, his opponents and his, uh, his teammates can, can both uh, attest to the fact that, you know, he, the mask isn't stopping him or holding him back in any way. Yeah, it it just makes for a, a an interesting visual. You just not use. I haven't that hasn't sunk in yet. Oh, there's all sorts of interesting visual. Hey, watching the game from home last night and and seeing the virtual fans in the stands that uh, that the Fox broadcast filled in. What'd you think of that? The uh, the the uh, sort of CGI fans that are being imposed on the uh, on the the empty stadium. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that. What 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 did it look like? Uh, it, it looked kind of funny. It looks kind of like a, a video game uh, at times. And there were really weird instances where like players were walking back to the dugout and you could see them like walking through people in the stands, oh, really yeah. kind of creepy, but, but you know, what did you think of the, the twins laying out like all the giant heads in the stands? They, they had uh, players like famous players from their past. They had a Jim Tomey head in, yeah. in the, in the seats. You could see it. And I don't know. I I, I just kind of got I got a little possessive, you know. Just our guy. <laughs> well, he he finished. Uh, well, he played there for a while. <laughs> I know, but he's our he's our Hall of Famer. He's not our Hall of Famer. Come on. But man. yeah, that was cool. I I liked I liked seeing all those guys, uh, you know, from from the, the old Twins, and uh, uh, that was fun. That was that was that was interesting. Well, I think I saw something where they're they're going to allow fans in Minnesota for like eighty bucks to buy a a giant head of their own and put it in the, in a, in a seat there and, and leave it there for the summer. But uh, th this thing is kind of sort of taking on a life of its own with fans. I can't tell you the number of, 
uh, emails I've gotten or, or people reaching out just asking, hey, how can I uh, buy a cardboard cutout at Progressive Field? Because uh, I want my, you know, a picture of my kid there in the, in the stands during games. Uh, they've they've got to do something to to expand this. I'm sure that the Indians are working on something right now. Yeah, that, that seems like uh, just a great idea, great public relations move, and you probably make some money on it too. I would think if you're a ball club or well, and I you, you donate might, it to charity or there something. you go. You might want to donate to like COVID relief or something if yeah. it's possible. Hey, what'd you think of uh, the the shots? Uh, Curtis Danberg from the Indians put up some video of Hammy and Rosie working uh, working in the remote booth at Progressive Field uh, with the uh, calling the game from the video screen. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's just such a different feel to it, you know? Joe, it's just like I was sitting here watching the game last night and trying to cover the game, and it's just like, you know, it's just you can't, like, put your arms around it, you know? It's just it's just happening on a TV screen, and then – but it's it's – like you got to do something with it too, you know. You got to write right. something about it, right? And and you've got to write something that that the people at home haven't already seen. You know what I'm saying? You have yeah. to sort of make the story unique in your own, and it, it's it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit of a challenge. But uh, Hoynes, you're a pro. Your game story from last night was perfect, spot on. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about that. But it's the best part of being on the road is being there, you know, and, and just exactly. kind of capturing that whole thing. And you can't do that. But hey, no, the, that's the, the best part is. about be, the best part about being on the road in Minnesota, their their press dining is pretty solid. Yeah, they're, they're, Sorry, they, last, they've got good food. Definitely. Last time I was there, I got chicken and biscuits. It felt like I was <laughs> in my mom's kitchen. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, I, I that's that's the number one thing I miss going out on the road. You can tell I don't miss too many meals. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's wrap it up for this, uh, this edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll have a, a, a weekend wrap uh, uh, for Friday night's game uh, that will be up Saturday morning, but then we'll get back with you on Monday, and we'll wrap up this, uh, this important big series with the Twins as they, they head over to Cincinnati. And, and we're not going to get the Trevor Bauer-Mike uh, Clevenger matchup next week that we had hoped and anticipated because of the rain out uh, last night for the Reds. But, you know, we still get, we'll get to see Cookie versus Trevor at, uh, at Great American Ballpark. So that could be interesting. Yeah, I, I, and I, I don't know. I, I don't put anything past those two guys. They, they, they might manipulate they'll things. Fi- they'll stuff. figure something out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Hines, we'll talk to you again next time. All right, Joe.